got the tweet. Got the tweet. Ladies and gents, we are on. Welcome to Up and About Podcast. Gents, we got fans all over the world now. It's official. Indians love us. The uh, I think we had some Mongolians love their lamb. Uh, Australians, Tasmanians, all happening. <laughs> Shano, welcome. Nico, mate, jump in. How, how exciting. Oh, mate, all the, uh, the offspring of the great Genghis from over on the Mongolian plains. I can't wait to hear from them. But um, how exciting. I'm, I'm ready. It's, it's going to be the festival footy is here. I'm pumped. Let's get into it. Nico. Happy Festivus. Is that uh, for those Seinfeld viewers? Uh, Festivus, it's footy. It's 33 games in 19 days or something along those lines. We've got, we still have football in all parts of the country. We'll still see footy in WA, Queensland, uh, Western Australia, sorry, I said WA, South Australia, Western Australia, Queensland. Uh, Victoria seems to be packing it in. Uh, But we're alive. We're still kicking. There's a heartbeat. That, That excites us, doesn't it, Nathan? Uh, amen, brother. Um, yeah, as you said, 33 games in 20 days. So uh, a lot has happened. Seven days is a long time in football. And now it appears five days is going to be a long time in football because that's the time of the round. So uh, as you touched on, mate, we've got uh, – what do we got here? Geelong have four games in 14 days. Uh, your boys are pies, four in 13. Um, mate, a, a lot of games in, in a you know pretty small period of time. But – this, this, this is the, the age of COVID. This is what we expected. This is why they had the uh, 20% shortened quarters. So they've expected it. If not expected, at least they were prepared. So, mate, I'm excited. Uh, Shano, as you touched on, mate, I think they've, what they call it, the big bash of AFL. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon. But, uh, Shane, mate, there's a few games at the Gabba, brother. I think you, uh, I think we should maybe partake in some football action. But, um, yeah, I was actually contacted earlier by the corporate section there at the, the bloody lovely Wool and Gabba Stadium, the, the 1993 Wool and Gabba version. And uh, they're very keen to get us a corporate box. Um, it's, quite, it's quite obvious why. Um, they want us to do a bit of a live feed. And there are going to be several opportunities. There's going to be competition Wednesday nights. I'm not too sure how we're going to adjust the format, Nathan. I know we... We've been doing a bit of prep throughout the day, but I think we'll have to work out whether we're going to do a halftime special for some of these forthcoming games. I don't know, but it's all bloody exciting, isn't it? I can tell by the sense, I know we're up and about, but we are up and about. This is what football's needed. We've been talking about how um, the the state of the game's not been in in, in the right shape, but we seem to see more positive articles recently about we're going to see footy every night. So for something that people have been saying, oh, it's terrible to watch, why all of a sudden everyone's so excited about seeing more and more footy? I think it's fantastic because the game's going to get better. We're going to see more young guys. Um, and once we analyse the games for the weekend, it was the young guys that starred. We're going to see more young guys have to play because we have to put some of the older blokes um, to, to rest a little bit with those four and five day turnarounds. I am just pumped. It's going to be so exciting. I know my pies are up at the Gabba twice and to see Collingwood play at the Gabba and having Brisbane Lions supporters know that there's no risk of them getting a full schooner on the back of their head, that's exciting for them. Very exciting. Well, we might see something we haven't really seen much of, and that's a little bit of coaching. We might see just a little bit of strategy come into play here. So um, hopefully, uh, you know, and, and to be fair, boys, my short pass last week was to all the clubs to uh, to take the game on and take the game on they did. So uh, an exciting brand, um, obviously the one issue that still remains is the consistency across the holding the ball issue. But um, interesting, and I think credit to them, uh, the operations manager um, released a statement acknowledging and accepting that mistakes have been made. Uh, so, look, that's a positive sign. It's something they're still looking to work on. Um, it's impossible to fix it at a, at a flick of a finger, but I think all we really need is consistency. So the second they get that right, mate, I think the game is in some fine form. So, uh, Shane... Um, as you touched on, mate, we're going to have to have a look at the show's format at some point because we're going to have is – it, is it games every single night of the week now? Is it 19 consecutive days, Nick? That's what it is. It's starting as a – On the brains, okay. let's be honest. On the brains of this trust, so I can tell you here. So this is a, the, this week will be the final uh, traditional round. So we'll see football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, we can put the, the, uh, the, the uh, queue in the rack. And then we're going to go pretty much Wednesday uh, for the next month. So every day from the the next Wednesday. Uh, I think I'm correct there. Lenny, tell me if I'm uh, wrong. Doggies uh, 7, 10 p.m. On 
next Wednesday, Wednesday. the 29th of July. So that could be something. How about we get our our the Mongolians and the uh, Arabians who are just our number one fans getting us into the tens of thousands. If they can give us some feedback at when they'd like, would they like us to do a pre-show, a post, uh, sorry, pre-game, a post-game, some uh, highlights throughout. What about the game in the background with a bit of a legal or, or mm. can, commenting Ooh, throughout easy. the game, something like that? We don't partake in illegal activities, mate. We are above board in every every level of life. It's mm. uh, look, I'm excited. Um, we could, as you said, could do a little bit of uh, oh, fuck it. Let's just do some illegal streaming. Don't worry, kids. We got you across the world. So Absolutely. um, look, uh, let's just get straight into it, gents. Um, I was excited first of all. For me, the surprise game was the the Suns versus Sydney. Let's wait a minute. I'm jumping the gun, but uh, mate, that was an absolute cracker. But Nick, let's start with your boys getting it done over Collingwood. Uh, I tipped Geelong, to be fair. I thought that they might get the wood over you boys, but uh, yeah, you two tipped true. So 8-9-57, 5-5-35. Um, and Tagoe just uh, did what Tagoe does, but for four quarters, it seemed, or at least two and a half. So Nick, uh, mate, talk us through this one. Well, it's as close to a four-quarter performance the Pies have, have had, uh, in my opinion, since round one. I know we were good against Hawthorne, but the last quarter was uh, was, was not much chop. And who would have thought that... Uh, Jordan Dugowie's fingers got him in trouble again. Um, and this time he'll he'll miss uh, probably a couple of months through injury. He might miss a couple of more as a result of uh, some earlier hand movements uh, a, f- a few years ago. I want to mention Tom Phillips. Uh, I, I know that, that I support the Pies, but geez, Tommy Phillips is a star. He works so bloody hard uh, and he just seems like a good bloke, the sort of fellow that you wouldn't mind um, having a, a fair few or two with. As far as the Cats go, because we don't want to harp on the Pies, they did their business and got a 22-point win. But Joel Selwood, that hamstring injury is going to hurt them. He, uh, obviously, the skipper of the side. On top of that, Gary Ablett going home and thoughts with him uh, and his family with, his, with the situation with this young fella. They've got Frio next Monday. Um, that could be a really big game. Um, they're all going to be big games, but just to pump that up. But Pies get the job done. Uh, what did you think of the Pies, Shane? Very professional. That was certainly the, the statement you made there, the most complete four-quarter performance I think we've seen from any side this year um, against uh, a quality opposition on neutral territory, in neutral territory. Um, the, the weather came and they were just they were just on top. Their, their midfield dominated. They were solid. Um, the key issue for the, the Cats is how they, they're going to kick goals. So, obviously, Ablett's, gonna, obviously, Ablett's gone now, sorry, um, and, and um, obviously the thoughts are with him, but I don't know. That didn't look potent at all. Like going forward, it was scrappy. Um, wasn't enough quality against a, a good defensive unit like the Pies. Um, Hawkins isn't going to his chance to to snag the goal. So um, Pies are good. Um, they're they're up and about. They're playing good footy, and um, it's going to be a, a big month for them um, because I think they're going to really put the hammer down and, and threaten the rest of the competition in a big way. I think it showed us a lot about uh, Geelong. To be fair, I mean. That's a lot of experience um, with Gaza and Selwood obviously out. So where their leadership is going to come from, um, you know, big fan of Tommy Hawkins, but uh, doesn't really strike me as someone that can conduct um, a team from his position anyway. So, uh, mate, Collingwood, um, they're shoring up as competition favourites as well. Brisbane Lions been uh, thrown in the mix with that as well. Josh Dillon Driver has tipped him. So shout out to you, brother. But um, look, I... <laughs> Hello, I, Josh. I think... Um, yeah, I've still got Shane. Is it too early to you know? I'm a I'm a fan of Geelong. I really am. So I mean, can they pull it together in time back into the season? You think, or do you think it's just uh, too many games are going to fall by the wayside? I think it'll be too hard for them. Well, they they need to have their absolute best twenty two. Probably get a little bit of a break. They haven't figured it out the last three or four years. They've made the finals. They've limped in, even though they finished in the top four. There, that next year, that next cog in order to run a supreme effort in September or what the equivalent is going to be this year. Uh, Their manpower is going to be down. Hopefully Gaz is back. Absolutely. And he might come back fresh and and add a bit of energy, but um, I just, I I can't see how they're going to kick into that next year Um, and potentially from uh, a position in maybe in the eight uh, or in the bottom half of the eight and uh, they're going to be challenged. Yeah, fair enough. Let's move on, gents. Western Bulldogs, mate, I cannot get a read on these boys, so uh, shout out to Nate Dog as well. But, mate, they looked all right, to be fair. 14 9 
Essendon, uh, again, I can't get a read on these boys. I, I want them to do well. I genuinely do. I just don't think they will. So, uh, what is that? Seven nine fifty one. So, a bit of a spanking in the end from Western Bulldogs. Shano, who do you want to speak about here, mate? Essendon or Western Bulldogs? Who's, uh, you know, which one's going to solidify their uh, performances? Well, the Doggies are a better side. It's it's fairly it's fairly clear. Uh, the Bombers, yeah. yes, they were they've lost one game previous, but I think they they caught the the pies on the hop. Uh, they played particularly well that night, but I just don't think they've got that that ability to come at a team with that intensity and that defensive pressure um, every four days from now on. So, Doggies, uh, they've got the the element of class. They've got Keith and, and Bruce, who are new recruits. They've got a couple of good players in the in the Magoos playing scratch matches. So, I think the teams with the the greater depth and the ability to uh, manoeuvre within four days. Um, for the period upcoming, like the doggies, uh, I think are going to be um, held in good stead when we look back on this particular period. So, doggies were good. Bont's up and running. McRae was excellent. Um, they, they're getting various avenues to go. So, doggies were good. There's one way after half time, boys, this game here. It was all the doggies in the second half. Um, I did mention Timmy English last week about he's been written off and now they're talking about him like he's... Uh, He's uh, the next Scott Wind of the of the Footscray Footy Club. So I want to mention Cody Waitman. What a star that kid is. His first couple yeah. of touches of the footy. And it just brings joy, that sort of stuff. Like he just, he runs and jumps at the footy, takes a pluck, and then he pretends nothing better than when you see a player take a mark inside 50 on any angle and pretend to look and do the right thing. He's pretended to look inboard a couple of times and does a couple of fake steps and goes back, takes a deep breath and goes bang, check side from 45 metres out. Outstanding. Then backs it up with a bit of a dribbler in the next quarter at the other end of the ground. So Cody Waitman, what a joy to watch. As far as the Dons go, just an interesting one for you. Just uh, throw a bit of an intellectual one towards you, lads. As good as Tim English was, do you know that Essendon had doubled the hitouts to the Western Bulldogs? They had doubled the hitouts, and they were they weren't smashed at the clearances, but it was about uh, two thirds, one third split um, the doggies' way. So it goes to show that you don't necessarily have to be hitting the ball down the throat of your midfielder. Um, just get a ruckman who can compete strong enough in there, but um, maybe sharking it off the opposition. But, yeah, as good as Tim English was, uh, it was probably his work around the ground and his contested marking and his ability to drop behind the footy that was the, the highlight for him. So we pumped him up last week. Don't want to pump him up too much because uh, then we'd be real media just jumping on someone and riding him into the sunset. Tim English, awkward post-match press conference too. He just seems a little bit uh, not too sure of himself just yet. So if, if you're looking for some um, uh, uh, ways to articulate your words better, Tim, drop us a line up here in the, well, you're just around the corner. You're up in the hub. We're in the hub too. Offer a bit of media training. What, what, won't, be, won't be cheap, but um, <laughs> the three of us, I'm sure he he's, can't he's, magic with He's got a bit of Napoleon Dynamite look to him too, doesn't he, Tim? <laughs> He's this. He's apparently he was hit. This is a true story. He sits at the back of the bus, so the bus ride back from um, from Metricon or wherever they played this one, uh, back to the uh, facility they were staying at, and he had a uh, He-Man figurine that he wrapped a piece of string around and threw it out the window and dragged it along the Gold Coast Highway. That's Timmy English, strange cat. <laughs> strange cat. Jesus, there you go. How good is it seeing uh, these young blokes come through? It's just me. They are playing with a lot more confidence than uh, than I'm used to seeing anyway from uh, young kids coming through. So exciting times indeed. I think we're in safe hands. Um, look, let's move on, gents. The Brisbane Lions, who I was the only one that tipped them, getting it done and done uh, emphatically against GWS, uh, 88 to 68. And uh, the one thing that was, I guess, um, well, one of many things, there's a couple of things to touch on. Mate, I think... Uh, Rainer, I think, had one of those um, – I think that was may have been the turning point. I think he's still got another, another gear to get to this year, uh, but I think he'll take a lot of confidence out of that game. Um, he, was, he was great. He was solid. Um, I, I thought he was fantastic. But, um, mate, they, they kicked a lot straighter than they have been the last few weeks. So, mate, they got to kick straight to win premierships. So they did a great job. Uh, Shano, mate, um, Brisbane Lions looked the goods. So I think them with oh, – I'm still not convinced with Port Adelaide. I'm just not. Um, but them and Collingwood probably uh, looking like the grand final at this stage. But, um, mate, what are your thoughts on this one? GWS on the slide, lines on the up. It's all happening. Yeah, look, they were uh, – it was a good game. 
It was a good game. The uh, the Lions are are in good nick, and the fact they won their first game away from the Gabba this year is important. Um, they need to be able to travel because the Gabba will not host the AFL Grand Final. You've heard it here first about the last thousand times. But, <laughs> uh, so Rayner, absolutely putting a couple of games together is important for him. Um, he's he's probably falling a fair way behind some of the other high draft picks from his year, which. Nico, you'd, you'd know up here, wouldn't you, the top two or three from his year? Uh, in, ter- in, in relation to the ones that came to Brisbane, Shane, or the ones that were drafted in general? The ones that were drafted in general. The... Just give me the year he was drafted. Oh, I don't know. Exactly. There was, three, there was at least 65 good players drafted that year. Oh, were they? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I think as a, as a, a number one draft pick, um, he has taken some time. He shows the, the odd... Uh, uh, yeah, performances of, of absolute brilliance. He, he can fly, he can take a grab, he can kick a good a good snag. So um, I hope he puts it together because they'll need him um, because there's, there's some other guys down there who are um, fairly inconsistent as well. So um, Lockie Neal went on his merry way. Um, the Giants were were reasonable, but just, just couldn't really um, pick up the Lions. They got an early lead and, and kicked on. So Lions no, absolutely are pretty solid. No Toby Green hurt the Giants from the outset. As soon as I heard that Toby wasn't playing, um, that gives Brisbane an extra leg. Um, and and it's the obvious saying that it hurts, hurts the Giants not having his impact. Um, probably more so up the ground. He hasn't been this deep this year. He's been doing a bit of work up around the wing half forward. But after the game, um, did you see the comments of the former Giant, Brett Delidio, who's now, yeah. I think he's work, working for the ABC, um, and he said something like that uh, the Giants, when when it's hot, the issue with the Giants is that they become 22 individuals. And that's a player who's just left their system. Like, that's a big statement to come out. Like, mm. I know Akamanis used to say stuff like that when he was still within the four walls of a footy club. Um, that's, that was a pretty big statement. But I, I just, let's highlight some things that the media doesn't do. So I'm not wearing the spectacles tonight. And I know that they've been a big hit, particularly with the, our, our lady our lady viewers, when I wear the spectacles, we get a lot of positive feedback around that. And I think I'm actually in the hub at the moment, Nico, so I can um, offer, you some, offer you some opinion. Read, read the specs. Yeah, please get around. But Phil Davis, Phil Davis, he is, he's going down a, the slippery dip. He's on, he's on a potato um, sack and sliding down that hot tin one. Remember when you were a kid? So, mm. scoop, so go back to his finals performance last year. He hasn't, uh, put a good game together, but probably a little bit protected by the fact that he throws the glasses on. He gets that uh, very sexy man look going on these Channel 7 special comments and people just bypass that. But anywho, so, uh, players from Brisbane that I want to mention, I want to mention the Zorkos, the Baileys, the Berries, the McCluggages, all very even type of players. And what scares me, because as much as I dislike Brisbane, when sides have even contributions of which Brisbane probably had nine blokes that were very similar on the weekend at a high level that sparks danger for your opposition. And they were, they were very good. And there's no substitute for having an older head in your back half that just calms, calms things down. And Grant virtual has slipped into it. Is, and, and, but Brisbane supporters and most of the people who are North of the border are Brisbane supporters who have no idea, think that Virgil's just slotted into the Luke Hodge role. He's not playing a Luke Hodge role at all. Yeah. He's playing He's playing almost identical to the way he played at Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, he's a little bit slower, um, but he's just got a cool, calm head, and he's going to make Harris Andrews a better footballer. I know there's a lot of ranting and raving at how good Harris Andrews is, but Virgil will make him a better footballer. Check out this vision. We don't have the ability to roll vision. But when Lockie Neal kicked his goal, did you pick up on this? When Lockie Neal kicked his goal, Neds is a betting agency who have taken most of my money in recent times. They're on the jumper of the Brisbane Lions. Now, Lockie Neal kicked a goal and his celebration was just a touch of the Neds. Now, can you glean something on that, boys? Do you know perhaps why he might have done that? Are you aware of some of the talk in the media Recent times about that? Oh, yes. Zero yeah, percent, but go on. Filling a couple of multis by him kicking all the behinds. Well, Nathan, to fill, I think it's like Shane's all over it. So a few people attacked him on social media because they had him in their multi to kick a goal and he didn't. 
Um, so this week he's rocked up and kicked a goal. And just I think the, the tapping of the Neds logo might, might have been a nod to them. Not sure if that's a good look. If he was a Collingwood player, it'd be front page of the paper. If it was Sam Newman, it'd be classified as a racist touch of the jumper. So lucky that he's uh, sheltered up here, Lucky Neil. Fair enough. 22, um, 22 points alliance. Well done. Well done. Look, GWS, they just seem to make it more difficult for themselves than it needs to be. Uh, that being said, look, Lockie Whitfield was, um, mate, he was a standout for me. But uh, look, Lions look good. GWS don't. Let's move on. Uh, next one, gents. This was a this was a, a surprising bloody cracker, uh, mate. We had the Rankin watch on there, Shano. So he looked good. Um, that uh, that that goal in the first quarter, I think the first minute or something ridiculous. As a commentator, study he had no right just uh, sticking a cheeky little boot out of that and just popping it through. If you yeah. don't mind, but um, look. Gee, Gold Coast, mate. Uh, who was it? Shane, you tipped Sydney. But um, this was a great game to watch. It was very surprising. Uh, both teams going really direct, really exciting brand of football from both teams. Good to see Sydney just kind of open up um, and and back back some contests instead of, uh, you know, playing behind the ball and that kind of crappy, yucky stuff. So Gold Coast Suns, though, 13, 14, 92. Uh, Sydney, 9, 6, 60. So, Better signs from Sydney, but very, very, very exciting from the Gold Coast Suns here, Shano. Um, is it they're going to finish above St Kilda? We got a wager on this or what? Well, let's talk numbers. I'm absolutely happy to put a wager <laughs> on. Put a couple of Mongolian camels or some Indians bloody buttered chicken. I don't care what we put on it, but let's put something on it now because we're halfway through the season. Trade talk has started, so that means we're halfway through. The journalists are going crazy for Ben Brown. Let's talk about that later on. But all right, yeah. let's let's do something. Maybe a maybe a trip somewhere. Or maybe a, a flight. On a oh, get out, get out with our, our new what is it? A new Virgin owners. But uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna um this this is just this wasn't pre-planned. Just thinking on the fly. We're gonna put something together. Some sort of uh, vote poll, something or other. Mate, our raving fans worldwide. They're gonna vote. And uh, they're going to put something on the line. And whoever finishes hot, uh, lower <laughs> out of Gold Coast and Saints, mate, they'll have to uh, eat the nugget, whatever that, uh, whatever that may be. But um, look, oh, I know we made some comments the other day when Shane read some menus out, but I'd be really cautious around using the term nugget around Shane and what a nugget might be. So, yeah. Ooh. Good. Let that let that just uh, <laughs> linger. But um, yeah, Nick, I'll bring you in, mate. Where are you putting the uh, Gold Coast Suns? I'm getting very excited, but obviously I've got an emotional attachment. Um, great signs. I've got them in finals, and I think uh, if they're competitive in finals, I think that's all I can ask. If they keep playing the sort of football that uh, they're playing now, they'll they'll play finals. There's no doubt about that. And having they're going to have a lot of football at Metricon, um, and rather than travelling every second week, having the comfort of potentially only having to travel away maybe six, seven times max away from home, that's going to be a huge advantage for them. But the thing I liked about this performance against the Swans was they just dominated the stoppages, the Suns. I don't have any stats on it, but just every uh, ball up there in trying, it just seemed to be their pace. Their, and they're a lot younger than the Sydney Swans, particularly around the, in, the, in the midfield ranks. But the recycled, a bit of talk this week about recycled players um, in terms of the Hawthorne Football Club, which we'll get to. But the Suns have a have a wad of recycled players, whether it be for positive reasons or negative reasons they've wound up there. But they're all contributing. Pierce Hanley, Greenwood, Ellis, uh, Big Jared Witts, the former uh, Magpie, uh, Weller, who cost them a number two pick. They're all contributing. And that's exciting um, for them because mixed in with their young talent, I still say that I enjoy watching the Gold Coast Suns and I can't believe I'm saying it again. I, mean, I enjoy watching them more than any other team in the competition. They just play with such a freedom and I hope that continues. I said it last week. I hope it continues. Yeah, props to them. All right, let's move on, boys. We've got uh, a lot's been said about this next game. Richmond, uh, hopefully waking up. Uh, it was a good win, 11-11-77. Smashing North Melbourne uh, to 23 Now, just a little bit of social media um, jabs between the players there. Um, North Melbourne, we've spoken about them a little bit. Hopefully, uh, you know, we won't have to speak about them too much. But, um, mate, Shane, is this season salvageable for North Melbourne? Uh, and further to that, do you see Richmond going on a bit of a run uh, from here on in? I, yeah, so let's focus on the, the positive aspect. Uh, 
Dusty Martin, who's now uh, second in line to Christian Petrarca as that bull, according to Shane Crawford, oh. an absolute. Just guys in my hub around here who just would have the. Do you remember Scattergrease? You know, we used to actually roll Scattergrease. Love Scattergrease. it. Love it. Absolutely. letters on there. So he had 26 little edges to land on. So they've got 18 teams. They've got the Scattergrease dice in there. And they go, oh, who are we going to land on this week? Oh, okay. What part of the field? Oh, yeah. Full forward. All right. So this is talking about. So we're talking about, um, sorry, the kangaroos now talking about Ben Brown, but just I'm just trying to sort of, the, the, the hub is just so focused on just creating something, our journalist hub, um, and it's just insane. Ben Brown being shopped around, um, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know what sort of value he's going to get because they they now should tank. The, the kangaroos are done. I feel sorry oh. for Reshaw. Uh, Zeebel's out. Cunnington saw. They've got no leadership. They're, they're speed humps at the moment for the good side. So there's no Nick, Nick, let's bring you in because that reaction was fantastic. But uh, go on. Speed, I was going to say, speed, speed hump is a term that their coach was described as in his days as a Collingwood player, a speed hump. And if you watch highlights of the 2003 grand final, you can see Alistair Lynch used him as speed hump. And um, I think Jonathan Brown used him as a towel rag. And he is the coach of that club. And I know it was exciting last year that they've gone, everyone caught up with the, we have to, we have to, uh, we have to put him in place. He's a great bloke. He's a good fellow and he's Mate funny. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think unfortunately what's hurt Reese is um, the situation, the coronavirus situation with the hubs and the different nature of the season and being a first time senior coach. I mean, he did coach in the, uh, very illustrious NEFL competition when he coached the Sydney Swans to a premiership. It's a little bit different to uh, the AFL. Um, I, could, could there be, and I don't want to be like a media person, but could there be a, a handball off and see Reese given the punt? Probably not because of finances at that football club, but yeah, they're, it's just, they're awful to watch. They're just awful to watch. As far as the Tigers go, Nathan, it was good to see our man Marlon Pickett that was his best. That was his best game since his debut in the grand final. He just looked more relaxed and more at ease. He's a bit uptight in these first few games, and uh, he was dropped. Come back into the side. Still have fears for Jack Rewalt. Not sure what's happening with old Jackie Boy, but he just looks. He doesn't look overly interested. And then, unfortunately, he's in the media that much. He doesn't sound interested. Um, but my my Tiger supporters. Uh, back there, uh, one of one of the best footballers I've played with is a guy called Daniel Bunworth. Uh, Bunny is a, a proud Richmond member, and he's telling me that the Tiger people are up and about, direct quote, about Shea Bolton. So Shea Bolton started the year in the side and was uh, dropped, missed a few weeks. Um, but he is a bona fide midfielder, and you know how much I love Shane, blokes that just use the football and respect it when it's 84% efficiency, Shane. 84% efficiency, but he had 20 plus touches. Yeah, 20 plus touches. So it it excites me. And um, he's he's a little bit electric, Shane. He's got a bit of razzle-dazzle. And the the Tiger Army are excited about him. And it's pretty funny, a couple of weeks ago, people were saying Richmond are gone. They're sitting fourth. They're the the defending champs. And they've got a couple of players that are sitting at home in Melbourne um, looking after their family. They'll come back in. Mm. They can only get better. Ominous. Absolutely. Done well. For for a team that, um, as you pointed out, mate, everyone's writing off. They're still sitting fourth. So I don't know how they. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done enough to be sitting in the top four. So credit to them, uh, mate. Gents, moving on. I nearly picked the tip of the century, Carlton. Just heartbreaking. Robbie Gray does it again. You bastard. Oh, wasn't bastard. <laughs> Robbie Gray. Damn it. But anyway, so mate, Port started strong. Kicked the first three. You'd probably be forgiven to change the channel after seeing that, but then uh, the Blues with a big comeback from there, mate. They look good. They 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 looked great. They took the game on as we asked for in our short pass, kicking long, you know, back in your forwards, um, and almost getting the job done over the table leaders. So, um, mate, props to Carlton. They looked very good. Hope you can kick off from here, Shane. Do you like them? Oh, it was an absolute, it was a spectacular game. Um, Sat there on the wing, so certainly pretty much the exact same season as I did the week before, Richmond versus Sydney. And you were you were there live, Shane, for up and about. I was there live, Nickel. Yes, I was there, and it was quite the spectacle. The one thing I've really noticed about my last couple of trips to the Gabba 
is that I haven't heard screams of, we're a bloody idiot referee and oh, is he offside? What the hell's going on? <laughs> well, there's people there just going their bloody hip glass and loading up on the Forex dry or whatever they drink up. Anyway, so it's been it's been great, surrounded by football people. And uh, look, that Todd Marshall, uh, Todd Marshall missed one from the top of the square. I went, oh wow, that's that's incredible. That's and the kid. That's the kid, a eh? number four. The kid, the kid, and then Carlton somehow managed to scrimmage and get it out. And uh, I don't know, there's there's not many. Uh, Charlie Dixon had a, a poor day with the boot, um, but I couldn't imagine a worse player if you're a Carlton supporter to have the. Uh, have it in the opposition hands and, and Robbie Gray um, looked at it on replay from a, a multitude of angles and it had that beautiful left to right little little, little swerve on it and it don't was, don't I thought you, I thought you were going to compare it to a goal that uh, was kicked in 2018. Well, no, I I, yes, so <laughs> I, I wasn't going to prompt you, but you can recall that that was the kick that. Uh, <laughs> One West Coast to Premiership, very similar position. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, yes. Different sort of a crowd. I think it was 96,000, 97,000 that day. There might have been 970 with you watching this one. But wasn't it – I know that, uh, Bando, you said that um, one of the early games we did was the best game of the round. As a neutral, I enjoyed watching this. I couldn't take my eyes off this game. And probably because watching Carlton play is like a car accident waiting to happen, isn't it? Like they're cruising, they're cruising down the freeway. They're all good. Then they just forget to look in the uh, check the mirrors and they change lanes and bang. It's shocking. It's shocking. But Kenny Hinckley, we spoke about him last week. He's a, he's a, he's. I said a joy. Cody Waitman from the Doggies a joy. He's a joy to watch coach because he's mm. just so raw and he coaches the way local footy. I was going to say gets coached now, but probably used to get coached with just that passion and wear the heart and the sleeve. And a quick shout-out to Cade Simpson. Congratulations to Cade Simpson, who becomes the most losingest player in AFL-VFL history. Uh, congratulations. We should uh, send him a cake. But, um, look, David T, coaching out of his skin by keeping it simple. So, great brand of football. Um, what, what can I say, mate? The, the, the teams that are taking the game on, kick the game long, these dicky little handballs that are getting flying around, mate, they step inside, they get – they get gang tackled by two blokes. It's holding the ball. You've got no idea in what's happening with the holding the ball um, call these days. So just kick it long. Back your players in the contest. Um, it's exciting for us. And it seems that uh, the, the teams that are doing it, they're getting the results. So it's a bit of a no-brainer for me at this point in time. But um, moving on, mate, uh, Nico, I, I can't get a read on Hawthorne at all. Zero idea. Melbourne, the same. This is one of the most exciting seasons that, I, that I've uh, ever witnessed, I feel. But, um, mate, Hawthorne getting pretty much pants in the end by uh, a Melbourne outfit who have learnt how to uh, play four quarters or at least the back end of the game. So Melbourne getting it done, 91, over the Hawks, 48. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I can't believe I'm asking this question. Are Melbourne... Have they got it together? Are we going to see more performances like this or is it more reflective on a, a Hawks outfit that's uh, a poor? I would say no. I don't. I, I just think this is this is an out-of-character performance for Melbourne. That's actually one of the biggest margins of the season, 43 points. And um, I think everything went right for Melbourne and everything went wrong for Hawthorne. The, 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 the conversation during the week has been about Clarkson and has he done the wrong thing? And I even saw, and this is, our, uh, I love the fact I'm not a journalist. Our journalistic mate, Mark Robinson, old slobbo there at the Herald Sun, wrote an article about who was the real mastermind behind the Hawthorne premierships and was saying, should we give more credit to Chris Fagan? Oh. <laughs> and, and, and Adam Simpson. Should we? Should we give? I just. It's just, and that that just shows you. These guys. Does Robert actually give any? He's the chief writer for the Herald Sun. He's also a man who dropped the C bomb a couple of nights ago on television, and again, if that was anyone else, if it was the great man Sam Newman, he would have been pulled from air, Hmm. or be taken off for being racist because you can't say that C word. Um, And uh, anyway, this there's nothing to add to this Melbourne and Hawthorne situation. The two teams that uh, that I don't think will figure at the at the back end. But in saying that, 
we're kind of entering a, a rugby league type of scenario in the AFL where I used to say that I didn't want to enter tipping competitions in the NRL because you had three seasons. You had pre-origin, during origin and post-origin. We're now entering, entering phase two of the AFL season, aren't we, boys? We've had, we've had the uh, COVID-ish. Now we're having the no Victoria uh, big bash period. And, and who knows? Clubs could put their hand up. The depth and that type of thing, I don't think there's a depth there at Hawthorne. Melbourne, I just have no confidence in tipping them. The new $3 million man I've heard on the grapevine, Christian Petrarca, the former basketballer, the one from the academy. Uh, and it's it's just got a little bit a little bit noxious, a little bit uncomfortable. He's just yes, he he he's put a couple of good games together, but oh the, the body of work. Let's let's just all take a step back and make sure that the body of work against quality opposition in consecutive weeks. And into finals campaigns, hopefully in front of big crowds. Let's just all just hold fire for a little while. He took a couple of nice marks. So I'm going to give oh, you no, great marks. But when you, I'm hoping that the fact that we're going to have footy back to back to back, it's going to eliminate just silly storylines just being taken and run with. So, um, yeah. No, my mates in the hub are going. They're so excited. <laughs> do you know that? Can we? Can we? While we're talking about the hub, do you know Tommy Brown's in the hub? Tommy, Tommy, Brown, Tommy Brown's in the hub. I love how he gets to ask the first question at press conferences. And uh, uh, when, when are we going to a press conference? I'd love to. I'd love to go to a press conference and ask the first question. I wouldn't be directing it at the coach. I'd be directing it at Tom Brown and just saying how. We need to have. We need <laughs> to have a mole. There needs to be a mole in this hub because I can imagine it would be like the good old days. All the journalists in a Big Brother house, and there would be. Frivolity, there'd be nudity, there'd be laptops. It would be, it would be raving. But why do you need? Do you know why you need? Like, there's no need for journalists. The reason why someone like Tom Brown is coming up here to be in the hub is to catch people doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. He's not here to break us. He's not here to break a story about oh, there's going to be this debutante and he's been doing this, or he's going to someone's going to be playing this position. They've been training here differently, or there's a bit no, of a shifting no, He's there. It's schoolies week. It's it's all happening. Once, once, once Palaszczuk does something different in terms of allowing a bit of movement at nightclubs, Tommy Brown will be to, Tommy. Tommy Brown will be like a, a young, a young Nikki at Hollywood Showgirls, just front and center, just <laughs> Tommy Brown. Uh, go to the Derby. Go to the... One of our big fans, Lenny. He he uh, constantly unloads on Tommy on the, the old Twitter, and it's all very reasonable, very. Fair. Has Tommy? Has Tommy? Has Tommy blocked him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But we can we can always find what they're, they're publicising. Well, Sophie, maybe that's... Sophie that... Walsh blocked me. Sophie Walsh from Channel 9 blocked me. So, Sophie, we'd love to hear the breaking news from the UK. Um, if there's any chance of unblocking the unblock to allow the follow to happen again. Just create maybe... a new account again, Nico. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's have a, maybe, uh, maybe Lenny's, Lenny's tweet of the week. To, uh, yeah, that might be uh, might be something there, Lenny. I'll seek it out. I'll seek it out. Leave it with yeah, you. Yeah, perfect. All right, let's move on. The uh, the Derby. So uh, no surprises here. Obviously, West Coast getting it done and getting it done well against Frio. Um, mate, Frio, uh, they lack confidence. You know, I, I wish them well, but they just seem to lack confidence. They had a couple of shots on goal. Was it the last quarter? Should have converted. Was wildly inaccurate. Not even close. So you just get the feeling that um, a little bit of confidence and <laughs> fair enough. But um, West Coast getting it done, boys. Um, look, let's focus on the positives. West Coast, we've been waiting for them to, uh, to click into gear. I've shown some promising signs. They had a truckload of games at home. Um, mate, where are you seeing them finish the season? Nico, jump in. West Coast will come home strong. I mean, if you look at the start of the year... Um... Like even going back to what we're saying about the Western Bulldogs, we were tipping the Western Bulldogs, or most pundits were tipping the Western Bulldogs to finish pretty high in the ladder, and now they're starting to show the reasons why. West Coast will be fine, um, and probably in this game here, there's for Fremantle, there's just not enough blokes doing the heavy lifting. There was nine West Coast players who were ranked higher than the, the best Fremantle player on the weekend, um, and that's that's a worry. If you've got nine players, I, I don't know how often that would happen in a game. I'd say infrequently. I don't play fantasy footy or all that type of thing, but um, 
and I'm still worried about James Ash playing. Great to see a, a long sleeve uh, running around, but I'm still worried that that he's playing at the highest level. Um, they kick straight Fremantle if you want a positive. I know you're big on the goal kicking. Barnley, five goals, two is fantastic. Um, but the, even there hasn't been too many massive blowouts in Derby, so this is not a reflection on Fremantle bridging the gap with West Coast. It's more West Coast getting back home, getting the four points, and they'll just uh, start to slip into uh, probably move shift into third year because they've probably just been floating around second year, um, and they will be absolutely at the pointy end. And who knows, a home grand final. I'm tipping off the stadium will be where we're playing that last game in October. Fair enough. Not a lot more needs to be said there, Shane, so we'll cut you off. We'll bring you back in straight away, boys. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Saints. Now, before we go into uh, St Kilda and their performance, I just want to give a quick little shout-out to uh, the Adelaide Crows fan base. Um, a, a lot of shit has been slung at Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Crows uh, by a lot of poor journalists Um probably ourselves included, we've said a lot about Adelaide uh, and their poor performances, but to, to witness their fan base uh, showing the love and support in what are extremely trying times, I think it must be said that that can't be underestimated uh, what that means to the players. So props to you, Adelaide fans. And you know what, man, props to Adelaide. I thought they played a, a better brand of football. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping they string a, a couple of wins together at some point. But um, Shane, mate, your boys get the job done and done true uh, against Adelaide, who who showed uh, a, a lot more character um, than in uh, you know the previous games. They were gritty. They were really gritty, and and the fact that uh, they were within um, one and a half kicks, about eight eight nine points um, early in the fourth quarter, they were they were coming. I had a a quick text exchange with uh, with young Nico here with Nick Murphy, and uh, he said we're at home. I didn't quite share his enthusiasm at that point in the game, but um, yeah. And the you the next, then you kicked the next five after that, didn't you, Shane? Sorry, mate. I said I think you kicked the next five after yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, look, hey, hey, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I honour you. You're, you're a great man. Um, so anyway, they, they got home. They, they finished well. Um, uh, overall, it was a, it was a pretty solid game. I'll have to, I have to point out one particular moment, and it, it does involve Matt Crouch, where. The whistle was called. The whistle was called, and he decided to take the advantage. It was a handball back into traffic, and yes, it's another touch. Uh, yes, it's another couple of points in the the AFL Dream Team, but um, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And same, I'll put another St Kilda guy on notice. Jack Loney wanted to kick a left foot banana rather than give it to Jay Gresham with the right footer from that left pocket. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. So dumb footy by a couple of uh, of experienced blokes, but. Saints, uh, the new Kings of Adelaide, back there in a couple of days to play against the power. And, um, Jesus. Looking forward to it. The new Kings of Adelaide. Take that to the bank. Two from two. Can I mention Dan Butler, Shane? I've, I've mentioned him a number of times. Can I, can I go out and say that at season's end, people will be talking about him, not necessarily as the recruit of the year, but they'll be, he'll be in the mix. He'll be in the conversation. I'm sure that someone else will stick their hand up, particularly if they're playing deeper end of finals, which you hope the Saints are, but I just don't think they will. Um, but, but Dan Butler, when he came across from the Tigers, he was a goal-a-game type player. Well, this year he's, uh, he's up there in the Coleman and he's averaging a couple of goals a game, but he's also tackling. And blokes that can tackle with the ferocity that he does, sees his heart at it, uh, and then and then goes back and finishes. He capitalises on opportunities. He's been a brilliant, brilliant pickup for you blokes. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, he changes our forward dynamic. We're we're dependent on, unlike the, the old days of, of Plugger and Stewie and through to, to Rui and the boys. Humphy um, and Burke and Barker. Oh yeah. Robbie Muir. <laughs> good boy. Good boy. Um, but we're, as long as we bring it to ground, we're dangerous. We've got, we've got Gresham down there, Loney. Um, Dean Kent offers that little bit of, bit of hardness. Um, Jack well, Steele was very good again. Sorry, Nick. Jack Steele was very good again. He was, he's excellent. Yeah, he's our – he'll be skipper in 2021. We can, we can bank that. Darren's been excellent, but I think it's time for the man of steel <laughs> to take over the reins. Shane, let me ask you this, brother. If you could make one small tweak 
to uh, St Kilda's game plan or maybe to something uh, upstairs with the players, what would that be? What would you like to see? Just a tiny tweak to maybe uh, f- finish above the Suns. <laughs> Good. Oh, might be an overhaul if we're going to possibly finish against those those stars. Uh, no, I think we I think we need to uh, try and find a bit more pace in the midfield. I think we've got we've got Cerberus, Jack Steele, who are great in and under guys. We've got Hill on the outside who's getting tagged. We need to perhaps uh, invest in a bit of youth or or someone with a a bit of raw pace who can lead the contest. I think that'll be important for us. All right. Well, I'll, I'll send a memo, brother. So I will see if we can get that sorted. Can I, uh, gents, Sorry, yeah. we've got a, we've got a, a, a. This is not going to work very well because it's on camera. But we have a photo of the great Tom Brown. Sorry, I know it's reflective and yeah, that's hang on, that's that's, uh, that's yeah. a great Tom Brown. So. Well, one of our favourites who doesn't want doesn't want to be named too much in this show anymore. But oh. uh, Tommy Brown, what a star! Uh, can I guess where that photo was taken? I'm going to say that was Tedder Avenue, Southport, and he just paid a he got a fifteen dollar latte and a seventeen dollar thirty chocolate chip biscuit. That's what that's 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 how he would roll. <laughs> just just poor. Just oh, the average, yeah. Perfect. Well, let's uh, after that little spray, jump into the tips. Jan, so I got some. Thursday night, the Gold Coast Suns. Prime time. Fronting it up. Have, you played, have you played prime time? No. I, no. No. This is how exciting, man. Are you pumped? Are you, what are you going what are you, what are you to do? Are you going to, are you going to um, put some hot butter on some popcorn? What's your, what's the, give me, set the scene for for the Barnier residents. What's it going to be like on Thursday night? I'll tell you what, I'll be pantless for starters. But more importantly, I actually looked at tickets for the game. $135 were the cheapest. No, thank you very much. I'm very What? Much- 135 what? bucks. I think it was sold out, mate. They can only have 10,000. Is that right? About 10,000, give or take. Oh, so that's that's the one thing that uh, oh, and look, we, we won't we won't harp on it, but um, mate, if they're good to watch. They're not grand final ticket worthy. Well, that's Queensland, mate. Queensland uh, football well, fans they only, they only support when they're winning. But um, needless to say, Gold Coast Suns, mate. Uh, this will be an absolute cracker. Going by the Bulldogs' performance last week, they want to string a few more wins together on the trot. They're looking all right. Um, mate, I'm going to go with my heart and half of my head, and I'm going to go Gold Coast Suns to get the victory over the Western Bulldogs. Shane, mate, where are you putting your uh, your tip? Woof. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I, want this vote, I want this vote to be really outrageous throughout the week. I want to see... Um, what we can what we can land by the end of the year there, Nathan, for a, a Saints higher finish. I'm very excited. Um, Bailey Dale, Lockie Hunter out for the doggies. They they're two pretty important huge calls. Huge. But um, the Billy Gow is in. Uh, yeah, so he's nowhere near the, uh, the the quality of the Bailey Dale type. But I, I think the doggies hardened on a Thursday night prime time in front of a raucous Gold Coast crowd with. Uh, all kinds of movie stars hanging around. Uh, do you just? Nico, um, where are you putting your tip, mate? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be barracking. I'm gonna be barracking in this game, Nathan. I want the Suns to win. I reckon there'll be twenty plus goals kicked in this game. I think it'll be a, a scoring frenzy. Uh, I want the Suns to win. Uh, I hope they win. I think they can win. Your smart money's with the dogs, though. But I will tip the Suns. On you, Nico. Come on, boys, get there. Um, all right, so let's move on. Oh, this, this, anyway, GWS versus Richmond. Shane, where are you going? Uh, grand final replay. Ooh, yes. Uh, I think I think the Giants will will win this. I I know that the Tigers really produced some good stuff last week, but any team that starts Josh Walker at full forward like the, the Kangas do last, did last week, they're they're tanking. They're Josh Walker, the former Geelong and Brisbane great. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's got a new hairdo, so now he's suddenly fresh and he's I did I did can I just can we just reflect on Josh Walker for ten seconds? Yeah. Has, did, did, because of COVID, is he having to not be able to visit advanced hair? <laughs> oh. Well you saw the shoe polish. Well, there's just 
a bit of a just a Jewish skull cap happening at the back there. Now, I'm not one that can comment about hair. I've had a high forehead for many years, and I know that some people might come for me and say that. So let's get back to the Giants Richmond let's see, scenario. Let's see the come out hopefully very shortly. So Giants. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going against you, Shane, because I'll barrack here again. I hope Richmond, I hope Richmond pants the Giants just like they did on Grand Final day, and. Just if Jack Rewald, if you're watching this there down on the uh, Gold Coast, do something, man. Do something. Do something. Just kick four or five. Kick the spirit. Jack kicks four or five, the Tigers will win, but he hasn't kicked more than one this year, I think. Hmm. I'm going to go out. I'm going to join you, Nico. I'm going to support you with your Richmond tip. Thank you for supporting me with the Gold Coast Suns. But um, I hope Richmond get up. If they don't get up, mate, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. But um, Nico. Carlton versus North Melbourne. Let's go quick. Are we all going Carlton? It's at the Gabba, so you've got to go with form, don't you? And and the form would say that uh, to be close all day, North Melbourne will sneak in at the end. I'll go the Kangas. Are you being serious? I'm going Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Roo, roo, roo. You're rude. Jesus. Those poor insufferable Blues supporters, go the Blues. Get on them. Amen. Um, mate, this might be an all right, uh, an all right match, mate. I, I can't, I can't tip this season. I, I genuinely can't catch a tip and catch COVID though. But uh, we've got Sydney versus Hawthorne. Uh, Shane, where are you putting your tip, brother? Uh, Swans. Swans. I think they're, they're two, they're two dreadful teams there. If the if the Swans play with a little bit of energy and excitement like they did last week, I reckon they're a chance on their very small home deck there at the G. Hawthorne are they're, they're wandering aimlessly at the moment. They're struggling, um, so let's let's see the media reports on Monday after uh, the Swans take down the mighty Hawks. No, 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 Hawthorne will win this. Clarko will be doing his best. He'll uh, he'll have the guitar out. He'll be he'll be singing sweet nothings in team meetings. There would have been a bit of Coach Carter, a bit of Braveheart, maybe a bit of um, Ten Things I Hate About You. Uh, <laughs> And Hawthorne will beat Sydney. I'm going to join you, Shane. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tip Sydney if they play. If they play the same brand of football they played uh, last week, I think they'll get the job done. But it's if they play that same brand of football. Um, all right. So moving on, Port versus St Kilda. Shane, I'll let you uh, speak first. I'm leaning towards Port. So in 23 seconds or less, tell me why I should tip St Kilda. Port Adelaide played a, a lovely brand of footy on Sunday, but if you're, you're sneaking over the line against uh, a pretty mediocre side, then there's something wrong. Um, very nervous about Charlie, but the Saints were excellent. They know the bounds of the of the, the ground very well now. Um, settled in and quick um, flight down, get the result, piss off back to the bloody Sunday coast. Get on the Sainers. Well done, Nico. Port Adelaide comfortably. Shane. Nick's delivery was was short, sharp to the point. I'm going to join him with Port, but uh, not to take away from your uh, spiel. Adelaide versus Essendon again, mate. I don't know what to bloody do here. I'm going to um shit. Let's go. I'm going to go Adelaide. Uh, hopefully, Yoli Essendon get a win, but I'm I'm going to go with my heart a little bit. I'd love to see Adelaide get a win soon, uh, Nick. In 1993, I was eight years of age and I was at the preliminary final at the MCG Ooh. when Adelaide had one foot in the grand final. With Godra. And Essendon came home to win that prelim and then win the premiership. That's nothing to do with this game. And Adelaide will win their first game for season 2020 on, what is it? What day is this? Sunday. On Sunday, Adelaide will beat the Essendon Football Club. Yes, yeah. Totally, totally agree with you, Nico. Yep, they were, and, and what a what a special day that was. Um, if only they couldn't get over the line in the nineteen ninety seven equivalent, and then the Saints would have gone on and got a, a second premiership. But anyway, we don't live in the past. Uh, the Crows to win. All three of us tipping the Crows. Come on, boys. Um, all right, well, Nico, these tips. Talk us through this one, mate. How do you travel with uh, to Optus? Collingwood, and the funny thing is, the Nufties always go, Collingwood never travel. I wish we travelled more. I'm so I'm so excited that the coronavirus uh, pandemic's hit because it means we're on the road more. We don't lose on the road, the Pies. Um, 
well, we do lose occasionally, but we've got a very good record on the road. We've got a good record at uh, Optus Stadium. I'll tell you that last year when our season was at the crossroads, we came up against the most dominant informed side in the competition at the time, which was the West Coast Eagles, and we beat them. We beat them. And we will beat them again on Sunday at 3.35. PM. Shana. Yeah, yeah. Eagles. Eagles, their prime movers are back. Oh, okay, Shana. Okay. They're moving. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Shuey's back in, in the, uh, the team. I know there's a late withdrawal last week, but uh, yes, yeah, so I think West Coast are, are prime, but these, these are the two top four sides. I don't think the result of this is going to have any real determination on uh, or impact on that, sorry, but yeah, should be a great match. Should be the match of the round. I agree, Nick. I'm going to uh, I'm going to back the pies here, even with Dugowie out. But um, I think they'll be looking to make a, a big statement, uh, and I think they may just get the job done. It'll be close, but I think I'll get the job done. We're less we're less predictable with with Dugowie not in the side. That sounds funny. We're less predictable without Dugowie. So anyway. All right, um, Melbourne versus Brisbane Lions. Um, look, Melbourne, don't underestimate them, but the Lions will get it done. This will be a massive margin. This will be huge here. Uh, Brisbane having to, although Brisbane don't have a good record at Metricon. I've seen the Suns embarrass them there a couple of times, which I've enjoyed. But Brisbane, Brisbane will beat Melbourne. Yeah. Nick, uh, well done. Shane. Yeah, convincingly, mate. I, I... Brisbane are, are a much better team. Uh, Melbourne come off wins against Suns and end uh, a pretty average Hawthorne. So there's no real form to bank on there. Uh, yes, they're playing a, a better brand of footy, but they had to. But, yeah, the Lions are in a, a different stratosphere right now. All right. Anyone got Fremantle with any hope over Geelong? Oh, look, I think that it'd be, I alluded to it before. I think it, this could be a, a, a real testing game for the Cats. It's going to test uh, their mental aptitude. It's going to test a lot of things about how far they want to go in the season because they should win the game of football. And that's probably the conversations that Chris Scott will be having with his playing group this week, that this is a game we just have to win. Win ugly, um, but just win. Uh, don't be surprised if Fremantle win, but I've got to tip you along. Shane? I'm happy with the Dockers here. Yeah, look, I thought West Coast were, were, were really good on Sunday afternoon in a, in a derby. Um, and they obviously beat the Mighty Saints the week before, so they're in a pretty pretty um, rare vein of form. But no, I, I think they're going to really struggle. I, I don't, I don't with with 650-ish games um, that come out of the side in, in from last week, I, I think they're going to really, really grapple. Um, it's going to be pretty emotional. They're a long way from home. Um, and I, I think Frio still in um, second week back at home. I think they'll be in a, a pretty um, spirited place. So, uh, yeah, I can't see the Dockers losing, actually. All right, fair enough. Time will tell. Uh, all right, boys, where are we hitting our short pass this week? Last week, uh, the teams listened and they played long, hard, direct football. Uh, Shane, we'll bring you in first, brother. Where are you uh, sending your short pass? Uh, look, the, the, the journalist hub up on the up on the, the Gold Coast. Uh, the, the short pass is going to be that there is going to be uh, an, an embarrassing flurry of information rolling out as their their um, their actual extracts of things they've seen or observed or heard. Trade talk. Um, it's going to be similar to what's happening in the NBA in Orlando, where all the players are. Uh, are communally um, situated and they're talking about what the moves are going to be in 2021. I just, uh, the, the journalists are going to be all over it. They've talked about Ben Brown. That was their, their, their sampler. But the, the short pass this week is going to be an, an embarrassing flurry of information covering all 18 teams, probably three or four personnel from each team. Um, the journalists are just going to go help the leather over the, the coming couple of days and, and weeks. So get ready. Um, your favourite player is going to be put up on the, the chopping board. Uh, just accept it and realise that it's an absolute fabrication. Nico, where are you sending your pass? Just have to read something here for you, boys. Doctor paused this life. He told me you won't fly. Cancel everything. You need some time to heal and it may take a year. Reset the clocks again. They are the opening lyrics to Delta Goodrum's new song, which is called Paralyzed. My short pass goes to Delta. I can't quit her. I just can't quit. I love her so much. I really do. And it's such a catchy song. 
And I'm not afraid to say that at 35 years of age, songs like Heart Hypnotic and Paralyzed absolutely motivate me to go out there and get a kick of the footy and also drive 50 minutes to work. So my short pass goes to Delta Goodrum. You are a star. Mate, I, I am cutting that up 100%. But uh, my short pass this week, mate, my short pass goes to the wives, to the girlfriends, to the mothers, to the sisters, sister-in-laws. Mate, there is a lot of football in. So, uh, look, my short pass goes to you fine women in our lives for showing a little bit of patience and understanding. We are going to watch the football. That's just how it is. So, mate, uh, gentlemen, it's been an absolute ripper of a show. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gents around the world, thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here next Wednesday at 7.30. Have a good evening. See you then.